Hey, dog. Hello, Karen. Hello. What's going on? Mm, just spending some time on the block. How about you? You know, I'm actually looking at the recording and I'm seeing your name and I'm realizing, like, did I put your name in as Douglas? I usually just put in Doug. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing my name as Douglas, but... I guess I put your name in as... How weird. I wonder why I did that. Did it ask you for, like, first and last name? I don't know. Maybe... Well, yeah, I mean, I do. I put in I put in your first... I, put, I always put in your first and last name, but, like, I just think it's funny that I didn't do Doug. And I was like, Douglas. It's so formal. Yeah, I mean, if you all don't know by now, I'm a Doug. Please call me Doug. <laughs> it's so formal. <laughs> Anyway, so you're not, wait, are you not a Douglas? You're just Doug? I mean, by my birth name, my full name is Douglas, but no one calls me that. I don't tell anyone to call me that. Call you Douglas. I know, right? I will respond to it if you say my name with two syllables, but you don't need to. That is so weird. I think maybe because like when I do your email, it comes up Douglas and maybe that was in my head when I was like typing in your, I don't know. My email is Doug. Oh my god! So I'm looking at this and I'm like, "Why the fuck did I call you that? I never call. I never use that name for you." It's like you think I'm two different people. Oh man, We're getting real bipolar. Oh man, this is going to be a trippy episode. It's not though. I know. Season six, six. We're in season six. Yeah, we're still in season six. Episode for better eighteen. Better and for worse. Mama Mia. Which at first I thought had something to do with the Broadway production. And then I realized I think this was a little bit before. It was a couple years before. It could have still had something to do with ABBA, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It actually has to do with haha, special guest star Valerie Harper. That's right. She's here. Yes. And I don't know if I want to say she elevated the episode or she came down to their level. Maybe it's a mix. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much when the writing is what it is. Well, so she know, does some of that. That's what I'm sort of wondering. I mean, Valerie Harper, first of all, was she at a career low at this point that she was like, oh, I've got to go to Mauer's place. <laughs> I need the cash. Like, I was I'll like, say yes. Okay. Because she's a very, she is our, one of our stage, like, queen mothers, I guess. I don't know. What do we call her? Well, she's her? definitely TV royalty. She I is mean, TV royalty, for sure. I mean, Mary Tyler Moore show was 20 years earlier and, like, four Emmys, I think, in. And, you know, she, and then on road, like, she's definitely one of the biggest stars from TV's real true golden age of the 70s. So... Like, yeah, there's a lot of respect to be paid, but she wasn't getting much work by the 90s. Okay, yeah, because I was sort of, like, wondering, like, poor Valerie Harper sort of, like, on, like, was she just rolling her eyes the whole time? Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine her, like, sitting on set and waiting for, for their scenes. Okay, so okay, so this brings up, and this is something that we could probably we should probably talk about on the boulevard. But this oh, was okay. okay. I I I saw um, F nine this week. Oh, okay. All right, so that's the ninth movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise, and it was so ridiculous that I was sort of like wondering, like the like do the like why do the actors at this point? 
and not saying it's bad because there is something like oddly untouchable about that fucking franchise. I, I see that, that. No matter that. how ridiculous it gets. And this was like cars in space. It was off the wall ridiculous. It was still phenomenal. Um, so spoiler alert, if I ever talk about this um, on, on the boulevard. Um, but I was wondering, uh, like, did the actor, are the actors just like on set going, I, I can't even believe that this is happening right now. Like, how do they do this with a straight I mean, I, I know it's their job, but how do they do this with a straight, with a straight face? <laughs> well, also <laughs> remember, like you're seeing the best shots, the best cuts. So who knows what we're not seeing? Who knows what they're not bringing to those? I know, but like, I'm just... But it's also different. I think when you're on stage and you're like trying to sell something that you know isn't great, it's like you've really got to still be committed to it. But if you're doing film, especially like a film where you're slicing and dicing the filming schedule over months, like the burden is really on the director director and the producer and the editor and the people that really cobble it into something watchable. You're just sort of showing up more likely than not being treated pretty well. I'm just wondering if like Tyrese and um, Ludacris were sitting in this car and like in their like ridiculous fucking minion outfits and like looking at each other like, I can't believe they went there. I can't believe they went there. I can't believe they went there because they're like literally in a car in space. It's fucking fi- Fiero. It's a goddamn Fiero. Fiero goes into I, space. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it, but I can believe it. I can and I can't. <laughs> and so I have to like imagine that that was probably Valerie Harper's reaction as she was on the Melrose Place set. <laughs> yeah, I bet she got the script and she was like, huh, so this is what TV is these days. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm showing up to my call time. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, we can talk about it more when we actually dive in in a moment, but she's also being paired with, with one exception, the better TV actors on the show. So she's got to bend over, but she doesn't have to bend over all the way backward. Right. Exactly. She doesn't have to bend over that far. Um, So, okay. Where are we going? Where are Um, we going first? uh, I was going to say we start with Amanda... Kyle stuff, which is kind of where we pick up, but I actually feel like uh, we let's let's just do Jennifer, Michael, Mama Mia, the whole the whole thing. Okay, great, yeah, and that's sort of like the biggest storyline I felt like for this episode. Am there I is because it because I'm gonna when we go through this. I'm also gonna fold in Billy and Sam, so that actually gets us through a lot of the episode. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, yeah, so. So, okay, let's remember, it's important to remember where we left off last week, (laughs) which is a place that even Melrose hadn't gone before. They had Craig commit suicide. Yes. That's the last thing we've seen before we come here. Okay. Okay, yes, yes, okay. Do you feel like they got kind of hammy about that in this yeah, I feel like right? they double down on the shittiness because they're not the right kind of show to to like sensitively portray that sort of thing or even build to it. It was like it didn't work. It was a cheat. It was a reach. He, like we said, he should have left town. But OK, you've got a character that you've just 
killed off by suicide. And now they're trying to make it like a Keystone Cops funny storyline, the way that <laughs> that they like play it out after the fact. So it's like double the bad. They're double playing the bad. it for humor. Yeah. I was I was kind of mortified. I was like, how are you guys playing this for humor right now? This is and insane. I sort of remember feeling that way. In real time, watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's this is going to lead to some melodramatic moments, whatever." And it's not that. <laughs> that was yeah. I was anticipating some sort of like melodrama, and what we got was comedy. And I was like, "What is going on? This is bizarre." Yeah. So uh, what happens is Jennifer. So Michael has also um, had all of his stuff stolen by Amber. So Jennifer comes to Michael's house the following morning. Cops are there. She's upset. And she goes, well, I have even worse news. And it's a bait and switch because you think in the interim she has found out about Craig. She's going to tell him, no. Mom is coming. Mom's coming. (laughs) Mama Mancini. Mia, who we've never met or really know anything about, um, is, is coming. And... Also, Jennifer, who was in nowhere close to a good place with Craig, has lied and told her mom that she is engaged to Craig. So mom is coming to town and wants to see her kids thriving and meet her daughter's new fiancé, Craig. And then she does also tell Michael that, like, oh, by the way, Craig stole my car at gunpoint last night. I don't even think she asks the full story about why there are cops sizing up the beach house. She's just so focused on her uh, pending mama drama. Right. Um, Okay, so there is a little bit uh, that we'll talk about in the, I guess, the Amanda storyline. But we're continuing with... um, that like sporting goods client that they want to land Jeff Baylor as the baseball guy as their spokesperson. Um, and we're already at the point in the story where Billy and Sam both acknowledge that Jeff is into her. Um, so Amanda's like, well, even though you're just our newly hired graphic designer, you're going to run point on this account. You're just being our client, our client contact. So, okay. Jeff and Sam go out to dinner and doesn't really sound like she's able to reel him in. And then he takes them to a baseball field in Orange County. Um, and, they, you know, he turns the lights on because we found out that Sam is this big baseball fan and I guess baseball player in her spare yeah. time. You know, she takes her heels off. He hits a homer for her. He says this whole like double entendre, like "Don't tell your husband I scored with you, or yeah. scored near you, or something." Yeah. yeah. Um, and the next morning, Billy is prickly because she was out late, and she's also still not wearing her ring that had to be like cleaned, cleaned from grime. Um. And, you know, she says, like, we went to Sentinel Stadium in Orange County. That's why I came home so late, but it's okay. And he says something like, well, careful where he swings that thing or whatever. (laughs) Meanwhile, Michael goes to the strip club looking for Amber. And they're like, Amber upped and quit. So she stole all his stuff and has started a new life. Um, Good for her. Yeah. Like, she did what no one in Melrose Place has thought to do, which is leave. (laughs) She's Take your TV and one. leave. I know. You all have cars. They drive. Yeah. So Michael then starts beating up the bouncer. And Except then... for Jennifer. Except for Jennifer. Jennifer does not have a car. Well, Jennifer is carless. That's yes. right. 
Yes. Okay. But she so wasn't anyway, leaving the bouncer. anyway. Yeah, the bouncers. <laughs> yeah. So now the the oldest men in the world start beating the shit out of Michael. I mean, it's like he went to the Bada Bing and every Polly Walnuts in sight started beating him up. I mean, they all look like they're twice his age. Um. And so then the next morning, Jennifer comes to Billy and Sam's uh, as they're like sulky. Um, and she asks for money to bail Michael out. And and they're like, no, we don't have any money. And Billy is like, yeah, because they spent the money I did have on your wedding dress. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still talking about that. Well, okay, I get that there's new trouble in paradise. I get that like we're, we've moved right past Connie and taken for granted the fact that Sam survived this helicopter crash. Um, and now Billy is immediately pouting that like Sam is letting Jeff hit on her and not really pushing back, but who cares? Um, so then she also tells them that she doesn't have a car because Craig held her at gunpoint and stole her car and she hasn't seen him since. So she asks if she can borrow Billy's car to pick up her mom at the airport, which is like, Oh, right. And she had taken a, a cab to to Michael's house earlier and complained that cabs are so expensive. So it was like, okay, I get it. We She can't keep affording cabs, so she needs someone's. Okay, fine. So... So she, I don't, I don't know if I would have done this in Billy's position, but he gives her the keys to his car, which will come back later. And then Billy shows up at work where Jeff is apparently with the client in a meeting and um, he has gotten Sam's ring. So he gives it back to her and there's, she's got like a moment's hesitation before putting it on, which completely sets Billy off. Um, and then he runs off to where, like, Jeff and the client are emerging from the meeting. He has just signed. Um, and Billy's like, there's something you have to know about Sam. She's married, and she's married to me. And Jeff's like, okay. And he's like, so stop hitting on her. And Jeff's like, look, I'll acknowledge Sam and I connected, and I want her to be the one that I deal with. And Billy has to suck it up and be like, okay, because apparently they need this client. So that's where they are. And now we finally meet Mrs. Mancini, who we've already told you is Valerie Harper of Mary Tyler Moore Show and Rhoda. <laughs> and um, and also from Valerie slash Valerie's family slash the Hogan family, because that was when she left. But anyway, um, okay. So Jennifer picks her up and is trying to tell her the truth. And, and, you know, her mom is like a stereotypical tourist in from Jersey, probably never been here before, like really big on like the star tours, um, wants to see where Dean Martin lived, all that stuff. Um, and she kind of doesn't have the in she needs to, to come clean with, with Mama Mia. Um, <laughs> but they also have an errand, which is they have to stop to, to bail Michael out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this stuff, this, this was kind of great. This is, this redeemed the whole episode for me. Well, then you go ahead and uh, describe it. Well, no. (laughs) So they're kind of, okay, they're in the car and they're rolling up, you know, she's having this, her mom, Valerie Harper is talking about her star maps and what she wants to see and all of that. And, and they're just like rolling up on the Van Nuys police station, yeah, yeah. which I thought was like, just like 
such a great touch. And, and then Jennifer's like, yeah, we'll do all that. We just have to make a stop first. And her mom's like, why are we here? And she's like, well, you're golden child. <laughs> and I just thought it was fantastic. I just, I don't know. I just felt like the whole Valerie Harper and Alyssa Milano dynamic was so fantastic that it really did save. Yeah. They play off. They play great off each other. They were really wonderful together. And this, yeah. and this moment was just like, it was just terrific. And like I said, rolling up on the van fucking Nye's police station. It wasn't the LA. It wasn't like, you know, the it West Hollywood Hills station. Or any, yeah. it was, no, it was friggin' Van Nuys. Like, what? thought that was great. Yep. So they uh, they get him out, and she shouts some Italian at him and slaps him. Yeah. By the way, she's the one that paid his bail, because she was her money, because no one else has money. By Everyone's the way, by the way, uh, I don't think I mentioned Thomas Calabro also directed this episode. And oh, I, I mean, it shows. That. Yeah. Um. It shows in these the scenes, I think. <laughs> yeah valerie he got a smack from his mama yeah um okay so where does that leave us oh okay the next day later that day billy comes knocking on jennifer's door because he needs his keys um but there's this man talking to jennifer in her apartment so of course their mom thinks he is craig uh and jennifer just kind of like pleads for billy to go along with it um he does, thinking that it's just for this one moment. Uh, and and meanwhile, uh, Mom really wants to see where Michael works. She wants to see his office because he's this big deal doctor. So Jennifer calls Michael to warn him since Michael has been ousted and has no office. And uh, I don't know what he's doing, um, that he's going to have to fake something, come up with some excuse. So Michael comes over to the apartment and gives this whole story, um, you know, about like when he's busy in surgery and why she can't come to see his office. He says they're redecorating um, and they're going to do dinner at his place later that night. And then the next night, the mom has said she wants them to do dinner with Craig, which means Jennifer has to do some more fancy footwork real soon. Yes. But before that... This is when the Craig stuff really does kick in. We're at Michael's. Um, I feel like they're either garlicking bread or eating garlic bread. I don't know. It looked so good. I It looked like they had ch- like just chunks of raw, raw garlic on bread. I thought it looked awful. Oh, I saw what looked like garlic bread, and I thought it looked good. Was it just chunky? I thought it, it was like spread. Like- no, it looked like there were just like pieces of like giant pieces like, of literally garlic, just cloves. like literally like <laughs> cloves sitting on the bread. And I was like, who does that? Well, no one should do that. But I didn't realize they were doing that. Oh, well, maybe it's just my. Maybe it's my eyesight. Maybe. No, no. Maybe it's my. I love garlic bread. Love garlic bread. So I probably I just too, fantasized. Not with the big chunks and like it needs to be toasty and it needs to have the needs you gotta yeah, cook it needs the to garlic be in the shit, butter. Yeah. You gotta cook the garlic in the butter and then you gotta brush the butter, the melted butter. Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys all how to make gar- garlic bread. You gotta butt brush the butter on the bread and then you stick it in the oven and you get it all yeah, and let it melt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's already melted because it's cause it's like because if you do it, it's like all you just like I do it pre-melt. So like I pre-melt, I paint it on and then I put it in the oven. No, that you're right. That is right. 
because I like right, and then, the you're garlic. right, and it gets toasty. But yeah, 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 because I do like cooking the garlic a little bit in the butter before it goes in the oven just to really release the flavor. Do you put cheese on your garlic bread? I don't like it with cheese. No, I don't do that. I think that kills the yeah. The garlic bread, the garlic itself is enough with the butter. Yeah, you want the garlic, you want the butter. You don't need like the melty cheese. I can okay, a little bit of a sprinkle of parmesan. I think that's yeah, okay. sure. Sure. I think that's okay. But I think when you put mozzarella on it and gets all like the gooey cheesy, I know some people like that. I don't Yeah, like that. that's something like I don't need pizza. I just want garlic bread. Well, exactly. That's it. Because that's a white pizza. You're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> so uh, call it a tangent. Call it a highlight. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Um, all right. But while at Michael's, uh, a Santa Barbara sheriff calls... Um, because they had called Jennifer's home. Megan told them she was here with Michael, I guess. Uh, they had found her car. And this is now the first anyone hears about what happened. Um, and the, the sheriff is like, and uh, the man in it was dead of an apparent suicide. So Jennifer says, okay, I have to go. And she takes a minute and she says, I, I, I need to be by myself. She goes into Michael's bedroom Mom wants to go after her, and Michael's like, no, we've gotten close since she's been out here. I'll go. And she tells him about Craig. Um, and it's like, from the beginning, really a terrible way to play out the story. She says he was just 26, which I guess makes sense, but I didn't realize he was that young. Um, you know, and then, my, you know, like, the, there's really, like, a lot of, like, what we'd call now mental health shaming. Michael calls him a chicken brain. You know, he reacts like a real Goomba reaction. Um, but there's really not a lot of mourning, Craig. There's really, like, we've already passed through the five stages of grief, and we're now on to, to plotting. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, Billy comes home, and there's a message... Uh, from Sam, who says things are running late. I guess she's in Palm Springs at a golf yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a um, golf thing. And know. I don't know why she has to be his escort necessarily at all of this stuff, but whatever. Um, so she's like, so I'm going to probably get a room and, and stay over. And Billy turns on the TV and she actually sees him playing golf. But Sam is like right there watching. And when he's done, like she steps right over and like they embrace. And it looks like if you're to the world, like she's actually his. Um, so he goes to Kyle's to nurse his wounds at the bar. So Jennifer and Michael and Mama Mia show up and, and Jennifer is trying to, to like get Taylor to just play along and, Sounds like Taylor at this point has heard about Craig, which is weird. Yeah, because, it seems because like Jennifer news got around. Because Jennifer like gets her to shut up, but but Billy hasn't heard, and does. I don't think that we find out that anyone else has heard uh, by this point, which is maybe forty eight hours later. Um, but Jennifer sees drunk Billy. And at the bar and tells him about Craig and we get this big drunk reaction from Andrew Shu. He's like, Craig, Craig's dead. Craig was a friend. I was his best man. Oh, this yeah. is terrible. <laughs> and then she's like, can you just pretend to be Craig some more and join us at dinner? And, and he takes off his ring, gives it to her and, and uh, like drunkenly has dinner as Craig apparently, and and I guess 
sells it okay. Um, and I think the the drunk Billy is the best Andrew Shue acting I've seen in a very long time. Low, low rung on the ladder as that is. Yeah, you thought it was good? I thought for him it was good. He was doing, at least... He was actually like putting thought into how he wanted the words to fall coming out of his mouth, which is more than he does in other scenes. And he was doing something like that, like the the comedy actually worked. I thought. You yeah. disagree? I mean, I I get. I guess I kind of felt like he wasn't any. Well, no, actually, okay, no, yeah, I can see where you're thinking. Like, yeah, I can see where you're saying the comedy actually kind of worked. It did like, kind of work. I think the comedy, I think the timing of the writing is inappropriate. But I actually think what he was doing, like, he, he met with the stupidity head on. Oh, like, I don't know. Maybe that's not hard. But I feel like it's more than we get from him. It is more than we get. Fair enough. Look, I'm not saying the Emmy should have gone to him that year. No. There's a bridge too far, but I'm just saying I enjoyed watching that scene. Um, and then we actually cut to uh, Samantha in the in this suite with Jeff, and uh, he finally makes a play for her, and he kisses her, and she's like, no, I can't do this, and, and excuses herself to go to her room, but kind of like longingly looks back to his suite. Um, and then we go back to the courtyard, and um, we see drunk Billy walking Mia and Jennifer home. Um, and then, like, he's like almost doing a like a method Craig thing, where he talks about how he was married before, but his first marriage only lasted fifteen minutes. And you're like, okay, now you're actually channeling Craig. This is what happened with Craig and Sid. But he doesn't recount the Craig and Sid wedding. Then he actually talks about like loyalty and like is channeling his current problems with Sam. So mm. it, like, then it gets like dicey and Jennifer walks drunk Billy back to his apartment and makes him kiss her so that mama Mia, who's looking out from her apartment window can see them. And then drunk Billy kisses her again. Uh, and he's like, Oh, your mom was still there. But Jennifer looks back and, Valerie Harper is no longer in the window. Um, no. So Billy is a kissing fool this season. He's kissed Jennifer. He's drunkenly kissed Connie. Oh, but he keeps kissing the girls while he's drunk. Yeah. Mm. And that's basically it, because those are the only women we've had him be around. But, um, but yeah, kissing fool. Otherwise, just a fool. Um, <laughs> and so th- I think that's everything even with michael right uh yeah because actually michael kind of was not really which makes sense if he was also directing the episode yeah 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 he wasn't really in this now that i'm sort of thinking about it like he seemed to like i guess he seemed to be more there than he actually was as because he's like yeah he like stomps around in different scenes but doesn't ultimately contribute that much they're all minor scenes they're all like, very we have minor. him. Yeah. We have him at the house, and we have him in her apartment briefly, and we have him briefly at the strip club. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that is pretty much it. So, I mean, hey, look, you know, I think that um, we've got plenty. Valerie Harper has not left yet. There's more of her to come, um, and there's going to be a reckoning between Billy and Sam. I think. 
Honestly, yes, I think she's I think better that. off with the baseball player. Yeah, I think so too. She I seems agree. Happier. And he keeps harping on the damn wedding dress. Yeah, I mean, look, she wasn't great in the, all of that lead up to the wedding, but he was a d bag on the actual wedding day, and his mom sucked. So, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get all the points, and I know he's used yeah. to getting all the points, mm-hmm. but um. Although I should say props to the writers for bringing up the wedding dress. Yeah, for remembering something that happened in the past. Yeah, although I don't know if it was necessary to bring that up. But anyway, it was good that they remembered it and they didn't try to change it. Yeah, yeah, that's more important. They didn't rent on it, you're right. (laughs) They didn't pretend it was something else. Like we didn't both see it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we can do Lexi and Peter real quick. Okay, good. I am so sick so, of them. Oh, and there's Craig. There's uh, Coop here too. Um, yeah, so niche. remember when Lexi's dad said he was opening a West Coast branch of his big ass company, and and she was going to run it. Here we are at the office space. Her daddy has already got going on uh, for Sterling Conway, um, and Which she's looks like, kind of like the office that Craig picked out, or like many many episodes ago that he and. Alyssa Milano showed up to in the dark. Didn't it does, yeah. Didn't yeah, it does look it? like that. I actually even thought it looked kind of like the one Eric Baines had been working at in New York. Oh. I think, oh. I think you're probably more right. Oh. Anyway. Um, and so Lexi is all, oh, Daddy, this is so great. Thank you for giving me this company. I'll be the bestest CEO ever. Thank you so much. And I was like, right at that, why is she CEO? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the the beginning and the end of it all. Why does <laughs> why is she a CEO? And why does she get to be a CEO? But yeah. Um, and then Coop shows up, and it turns out they're going to be business partners, which is a surprise. Um, yes, so Daddy bought out the valve, com- the heart valve, com- the heart, yeah, the the, the, the no, not the, the valve, cauterizing the, glove. That's it. Company. The cauterizing glove. Yes. And. Um, so so Lexi is pissed at her dad, and she brings up what her dad said to Peter the night before about how Peter wasn't going to last, and he sucked, and in time, Lexi would see that she deserved better and move on. Um, and her dad basically just repeats that, yeah, Peter is trash. Right? Basically, yeah. Like, he doesn't really give in in, in any way. Um, he's just like, yep, yeah, well... I love Coop, and he's going to be partners with you. Enjoy. Um, yeah, although s- I, I think it was kind of like with Peter. He was like, well, I don't dislike him, but he's no Coop, you know? Oh, I didn't even think he was that positive on Peter, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I felt. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like he was positive. I felt like he was lying. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was kind of like, not there, showing there. his full hand about like I really hate this jerk, but I'll yeah. I'll just oh uh, yeah I'm really putting up with him with for you, you yeah. my dear you know yeah. that sort of thing yeah um and then there's a scene of Megan talking to Coop saying she's feeling guilty because she didn't give Jennifer the money to bail Michael out and, you know and she says like she still needs some space. And then Lexi comes to the office um, to sign the papers with Coop um, uh, for the new business. And uh, and then she starts asking him about Megan. And he's like, yes, we're taking it slow. 
Um, you know, he says this thing, or she says this thing about how, like, you got me into bed the first night that we met. And he's like, yeah, now I'm, we're taking it slower. Um, and they're having this whole conversation with the door to the office wide open and Megan is right outside. And they've got Kelly Rutherford doing, like, fake work. Like, she's, like, straightening things in the yeah. vestibule. <laughs> like, just continuing to walk around and, like, touch a plant. Um, yeah. And... And she's, like, not hearing, not acknowledging anything in this conversation. And then Lexi and Coop, like, say, like, all right, let bygones be bygones. We're going to be good moving forward. And they hug. And then right at that moment, Megan turns around and Peter happens to come out of his office. And they both, standing next to each other, see the two of them hugging and, like, exchange a glance, like, oh, no, what does this mean? And it's like, it means nothing. Calm the F down. (laughs) Uh, and that's that for them, I believe. Yeah, we didn't get much Megan in this uh, episode either, did we? We didn't, because most of the Michael stuff was tied up with um, his mom and his sister. Right, right, right. And Which, and, I mean, and getting beat up. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not, I'm really not complaining, because, you know, that's... A lot of these storylines are getting tired, so Valerie Harper feels like a breath, breath, a breath of fresh air. She is a total breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's a it's a callback to a much more fun kind of uh, acting that she's bringing. Yes, very much so. All right. Speaking of no fun. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still there. Yeah, like literally where we left off, in fact, because we pick up with Taylor still in Amanda's apartment after Amanda had fallen and she heard her screaming. So she said like she had something to tell her about Christine. So she's like, put Amanda back in bed. Um, And she's like half lying, half teasing what she knows. So she tells Amanda, like, it turns out I did know something about Christine and I I just didn't let on before, but it's because in actuality, Taylor didn't know. Um, And then she's like, well, I know that Kyle has photos of Christine in his footlocker and I know he moved it out here. Maybe it's in the laundry room, but we know it's in the laundry room because she saw him look at it in the laundry room. And then Kyle comes back from work. And Taylor, who said that she wasn't going to tell anyone, tell Kyle that Amanda had fallen, um, immediately blabs to <laughs> Kyle that Amanda fell and she had to save her. Uh, and Kyle doesn't buy her act. He's like, where were you for the last few days? And he doesn't believe her. And um, he's like, I know when you lie. Um, but she kind of makes her escape anyway. Um And the next day, Kyle has gone out for a run, and he comes back, and that's when Amanda brings up Christine, and she says, like, oh, you said the name again in your sleep, and he kind of brushes it off. Um, And that's when Billy and Sam come up and mention that she's going to wine and dine Jeff Baylor to land him, which is how we ended up where we were. So then Amanda finds the footlocker, and we're getting more bugle music again here. Um, which we had Ooh, a respite from notice. last week. Yeah, and I it's not the last know. time. So I think you're liking the Bugle music if you're... If... I guess I'm just zoning it out. Well, it could be that too, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so she opens up the footlocker and she sees the photo of the three musketeers of Kyle and Nick and Christine. And then she hears Kyle shouting like Stanley Kowalski yeah. from upstairs. Like, Amanda, where are you? Like, I don't know where she is, but just wait. Um, so he comes down to the laundry room. And so she's pretending to do laundry, which is like a dumb lie because where is the laundry? Like, where no is the laundry. detergent? Yeah. 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 Um and but the show kind of beats me to it because Kyle looks around and he sees that the footlocker has been opened and and he even says like don't you need to take the laundry and she's like oh I'll get in the morning and he like takes her back up to the apartment. But he doesn't sit on it because later they're at the upstairs and and he asks about the footlocker and her curiosity um and he says, look, I didn't want to shut you out. I just didn't know when the right time to bring it up is. And and he tells her a bit more of the story. Or I guess he really repeats what we already know, right? He's like, right. we met in 1991. She was a Marine. We fell in love. And she says what we basically said, which is, well, you must have told Taylor. And he goes, no. And she goes, oh, well, Taylor told me that she knew all about it or she knew X and Y. He's like, excuse me, be right back. And then he runs downstairs to the Kyle's <laughs> restaurant to yell at Taylor. Yeah, and this is kind of funny because he's like, if you don't tell me more, uh, and he's like, and he makes the connection that Nick must have given her this information. Right. And she's like, tell me more. You're going to spend the night in the freezer. And she's like, trying to, to bluff. Um, and he's like, I'm going to shove you in the freezer. I'm like, this is what I want to see. I want to see her spend the night in the freezer. Alas, <laughs> um, we don't get that. And, she, and, and then she lies, and she says that no, Christine wrote a letter, and and I found it in Boston, and I just never showed it to you. And she's like, I have the letter, and Christine is alive. I can prove it. And how, then, okay, how dumb is Kyle at this point? I mean, as convenient as we need him to be, that's how dumb he is. Like, okay, great, yeah, but also. They they're dumbing Amanda down throughout this as well. Um, mm. Yeah, Kyle's an idiot. Um, so in the during the commercial break, however much time has passed, I guess Kyle has been given the letter and sat up all night reading it. And Amanda is like tempted to look at it. She asks him, but he throws it out and and leaves. Yeah. Okay. Or, this, yeah, he leaves. This, right. Well, okay. So first of all, the letter. Can we just stop with this letter? Okay. This is supposedly written by Christine. How many millions of years ago, right? That Amanda. Right. That, like eight years Amanda, ago, not seven, whatever. Yeah. That Taylor, the Taylor, the Taylor has concocted. Right. Uh, yeah. But she supposedly intercepted this. Okay. So who wrote this actual letter? You mean this prop that she has given to Kyle who actually wrote it? Well, I mean, the prop master did, but what I'm saying... No, 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 no I mean, like, for Taylor's scheme, who wrote this letter who that is a prop? Because it's not real. It's not a real letter. Right. It's not like... So, right. So who, who, who wrote... And how do they know what to say in the letter? She didn't know Christine. It's the thing, and we don't know what the letter says specifically, um, but Taylor must have written it in advance of somewhere in between... He doesn't recognize her handwriting? He doesn't recognize her handwriting. Or, and, and doesn't Lord. recognize what would have been Christine's handwriting, which he probably must have seen at some point somehow. One would think. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I mean, and doesn't the paper look like it's brand new? 
Wouldn't he probably recognize a pad that Taylor had in their apartment? Yeah, it's all very weird. I mean, did it come with an envelope or no envelope? Because wouldn't there be a postmark? I don't know, because I think we just saw... Only the letter. The letter. But he throws it out, right? Well, Amanda throws it out. Oh, he goes... Because he's planning on going to... New Mexico. Oh, he goes to shower, and then yeah. that, and then Amanda throws it out, and that's when Taylor knocks on the door. Yeah, and and she tells Amanda that she should also go to New Mexico because she'd be a fool not to, right? Basically, yeah. And we're getting more bugle music in the background, by the way. Didn't even notice. Okay. Um, and so like Taylor has planted the seed, and she's done her job and disappears. Uh, and while Kyle is still in the shower, Amanda fishes the letter out of the garbage. Again, I don't see an envelope. I think we just see the letter. Um, and then Amanda's sitting by the pool, and and she says she's read the letter, and Kyle really needs to go to New Mexico to see her. And he spins it. He's like, all right, I'm going to go, but I'm doing it for you. I'm doing right. it for us so I can like close that chapter or whatever. Um, and we got more bugle music and Kyle is packing. He's packing two suitcases. So Amanda's like, how much are you bringing? And he's like, I'm also packing for you. You're coming with me. And right. she argues. She's like, no, I can't go. Look, I, I have physical therapy and you need to be alone with, with your feelings. But I guess he convinces her to go. Yeah, I kind of love that line. You need to be alone with your feelings. <laughs> so dumb so like so dumb. i kind of loved like it though I, I was i was like oh that's fantastic when when she said that you need to be alone with your feelings <laughs> okay anyway well no it was it's funny look i Sorry. had my drunk billy moments and you can have your kyle and his feelings moment <laughs> call it a draw i know okay anyway and then we're in New Mexico, and uh, Kyle pulls up to Christine's home, and Amanda's like, I'll stay in the car. Kyle knocks on the door, and Christine opens the door and looks like it's really Christine. So she and Kyle are both kind of shocked to see each other. Now, it's it's in it's in um it, it's in shadow because remember, Christine is supposed to be hor- horribly disfigured. She's supposed to be disfigured. Yeah. Yeah. She's supposed to be horribly disfigured. So and... disfigured that she couldn't let Kyle live with her for the right. rest of their lives. Right. And so she, they have her in shadow. I didn't think she looked terribly disfigured, even in shadow. But even what do I like know? with bad lighting, she was looking pretty good. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, and that's our episode, guys and girls. <sighs> it's over. It is over. But yet, over. also just begun. I know. So all in all, um, the episode redeemed itself with Valerie Harper and that storyline, but the rest was kind of crappy. Cosine. Yep. And boring. Um, yeah. And like frustrating. I mean, no matter what they're doing, these stories just aren't fun. They're not bringing the fun, which is why the Valerie Harper stuff is yes. uh, like a, a blessed change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, you know, we could be having fun with the baseball thing, uh, but we're not. Um, We could be having fun maybe with Coop, but we're not. We could, like, there's, I just feel like there's a lot we could be having fun for, but 
we're just not having fun um, with the exception of the mom. And so yeah. I'm kind of hoping that she stays for the rest of the season, but I don't think we're going to get that lucky. I don't think we're that lucky. My God, let's not ask for the moon. We have the I stars. Know. It's truly a star in Val. Um, so yeah, I think that does it for this trip to the block. We shall see what happens in New Mexico and what else happens with um, all the crazy Mancinis. Okay. Um, so we're going to head over to the boulevard um, where we're going to talk about stuff. And I may or may yeah, not we're gonna talk, talk a little stuff. bit more about F9. Um, I think you will. I, I probably will. Um, so we'll see you guys over there. Bye, you guys. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next week back on the block.